0: Hello there, my name Charlie Lawson, uh, Co National Director of Beer Night in the UK and Ireland, and it's a great pleasure today to have a special guest on our podcast, Jamie McCanch Say hello, Jamie. How are you? Hello.
1: I think special is a bit of a far a, a far cry, but we'll go with it. We'll go, my mum always said I was special. Charlie, don't knock it. Special, <laughs> special do. why, why not?
0: <laughs> but it is a ple-
1: an absolute pleasure to be here, mate. I've been really looking forward to it. So,
0: how, how are you doing today? What's that? Uh, Let's be very British about it first. What's the weather like in your part of the world this, this, this very second? Well, it's drizzling. drizzling However,
1: um, as I am a man that is a glass half full kind of guy, uh, and actually I'm a guy that says the glass is always full, even if it's full of ear. We have recently planted some wild seeds in the garden. So the rain is helping that. So, do you know what I mean? There's there's benefits in everything, Johnny. There is a
0: positive angle to the drizzle that's going on right now. You can't get more British than asking about the weather and then the answer being drizzle. But there we are. Uh, uh, We're not here to talk about the weather. We're here to talk about positivity. And and let's face it, a, a journey of yours that's, is quite astounding when you when you kind of hear it the first time certainly when I first heard it it was like wow okay and well let's let's get into it I mean effectively one day your life changed is that fair to say um yeah yeah. it's yeah it's pretty much much
1: yeah so basically um actually my my story kind of begins a little bit before the beginning if you like um so in November 2013 I had um a rare dose of shingles uh, which is what i'm gonna use of that terminology so basically i shingles attacked my spinal column and i had shingles down the one half of my body um the reason shingles itself is not rare but to have it like that intense probably is because it usually only attacks a single nerve track however you know i got over it um, i had plenty of antibiotic powder and i had all of this stuff from the doctors and, and eventually it went away and that was november 2013 um, but I always had this niggle in the back of in, in in the base of my spine uh in in my lower back didn't really know what not it
0: not was always. can I check? do you mean forever as in ever since you were you know as long as no 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 old. literally
1: <laughs> yeah literally from the the sort of the November the like when I had the shingles to to January um I had this kind of just a constant niggle in my back you know like yeah. Um I didn't know what it was. I thought I I honestly thought I'd pulled a muscle or trapped a nerve. That, that that was that kind of niggle. And then on the 6th of January 2014, um I did my normal routine. I you know, locked the door, made sure the dog had water, uh kissed my wife goodnight and I went to bed. Um little did I know that that simple routine that I've done every day of my life pretty much was going to be the last time I ever did it that way. And when I woke up on the 7th of January, um, I had ruptured my spine during my sleep uh, and caused by the original damage from the shingles, and I was left paralyzed from the waist down. Um, it. I was fortunate in many ways, but at the time, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what the situation was. I still thought I had a trapped nerve, uh, l- I didn't I didn't understand the full um length and breadth of the condition uh, uh immediately obviously um but yeah it, with that started that was like the the day one of this epic journey where I had to kind of learn all these new skills and yeah
0: it was well, I've, I've got to ask about just that that morning you woke woke up and and forgive me for for delving into this but you know it you know you 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 were saying that you maybe just connected it was is is it something to do with this 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 niggle i'd had from the shingles and you know you just you just wondering if it was from that could what did it feel like did were you in pain were you or were you just was it uh, you know being paralyzed uh, obviously i don't know but as i understand (laughs) it you don't feel anything so what what was the sensation at the time
1: so, if have you ever um, have you ever sat on your leg for a long period of time or, or leant on just an just arm? I thought you might
0: you might be about to say exactly that. Yeah, actually.
1: and you get this kind of like dead arm pins dead and needles type feeling. Yeah. Um, that's what I had, and so even though I couldn't move, the paralysis only came within the sensory movement. So I would want to move my leg, and my leg wouldn't move. It, right. it was as simple as that. But I still had a sensory feeling in my legs so um but they were all mixed up so like the softest of touch would be like pouring boiling hot water on my leg um and the you know the firmest of touch i i I couldn't feel at all it it, you know if someone stuck a a fork into my leg i probably wouldn't have known about it but well prime example was i i was once transferring into my car uh, and the wind caught the door and the door swung around slammed on my leg um i didn't know it happened you didn't even know it happened no uh it was only when i turned around that i realized that my leg was just bouncing off the door it was um yeah it was a real strange kind of sensation to have but at at first i just put it down to a trap nerve uh and and actually when i went to the doctor for the first time he confirmed that it was a trap nerve so so the thought was
0: that you would it would, you know, it would write itself
1: and, you know. Yeah, carry yeah. On, So, and I went on for weeks like that, like not really knowing what was the problem, what was causing the problem, what was going to be my situation. You know, I, I was having all make all these adaptions to my life and I didn't even know if it was going to be permanent or not. Um, my home had become a prison because I had steps, I had stairs, I had a manual car, you know, all of these things. And as time went on, the problem went on um my mental health deteriorated rapidly because i didn't have any answers um i didn't have a diagnosis i didn't have you know there was no answers to what was happening to me so i I was traveling this beginning journey effectively in the dark with my eyes shut uh trying to trying to find out what was happening and initially the I, the doctors didn't really know either. There was no kind of connection. The The actual connection to shingles didn't happen until about eight months after, uh, eight months of, of my life um, was in this kind of void Uh and then, yeah, eventually so then I got... I it
0: in the course of this process saying like you almost have to go back to the previous November when the shingles uh, incident happened. Is that almost with the benefit of hindsight? You're able to, to say that at that, at that point you, you, you weren't sure at all, I guess. No, no,
1: I, I went. So I ended up having a different doctor. I, I decided I wanted a second opinion and I changed doctors. And the doctor asked me a very, very open question. He just said, what's the pain like? um and what's the sensations like what are the feelings like and i said well to be honest with you the last time i felt any level of pain like this was when i had shingles and it was him he then turned around and said when when did you have shingles sorry and i said oh, i had it in the november 2013 he said i think i know what the situation is so you get two types of crps you've got type 1 which is caused by um, an injury or an illness um, and you get type two, which is caused by an infection or a virus. We um, asking CRPS. For- yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair one. Yeah, uh, complex <laughs> regional pain syndrome. Right. Okay. Uh, so he said to me, "So I think you've got, I think you've got this condition called CRPS." I was exactly the same as you, actually, uh, Charlie. I just went, yeah. "Sorry, um, CRPS." <laughs> uh, and he went, "Oh yeah, uh, complex regional pain syndrome." So literally, this, the conversation happened very similar
0: which the way my mind works, you try and spell out what that means. I'm, I'm yeah. The closest I can get to is craps, which isn't a great word, uh, but I guess no. it probably, probably sums up the, well, sums it sums up it up the style. lifestyle, yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, so he, he I then started going through tests and started going through pain management ther- therapy. Uh, and and yeah, my diag- so my actual diagnosis didn't happen until 13 months after wow. the initial incident later did i find out that actually if i'd been um if they'd recognized the symptoms beforehand uh, they can be reversed but only in the first sort of couple of weeks maybe two months uh, if if you catch crps early enough yeah. the symptoms could be can be reversed but unfortunately they're so the symptoms are so similar to lots of other things that very rarely gets diagnosed early enough in order to be um reversed repaired or, or treated so yeah it was it was 13 months down the line for me in which case my life had already taken its path
0: and, and give us a, give us a i mean obviously this is a number of years and you can't go through every incident in your life but clearly your life must have changed quite dramatically in, in that time how have you uh, what, what, what has changed and how, how have you had to adapt your life around and, and your family as well I guess have, have had to adapt yeah well like
1: everyone everyone adapted and it, it, it. so many people when you when you talk about something like this they talk about your friends and your family uh, but what they don't actually talk about is your work colleagues uh, the people on the bus you know people that you interact with on a daily basis that you don't realize that you even know them but now all of a sudden they're having to interact with you in a different way. Uh, And, you know, this has happened to me several times during my life, but this was certainly a fundamental point. Uh, First off, there was the mental health uh, aspect. And, you know, mental health is, is, is very much a buzzword at the moment. It's very much a word that's in the public eye. It's very much a word, you know, that people understand that they started to understand more and more. But seven years ago, it was slightly different. It was, that was at the beginning of all of that journey. And, you know, very rarely people ever used to say to me, and how's your mental health? How, how are you mentally feeling? Um, it, what didn't help was everything was living the dream. I was, I'd put on this, this mask of I'm okay. I'm dealing with it. I'm living with it. I'm fine. I'm coping. But actually down deep inside, I was destroyed. I was, I felt burdened. I felt like, I just felt like a, a bit of a waste of space. I, and I didn't what, have, you, what had
0: you it. been doing? What, what, what? You know, effectively, your life changed dramatically. So, what, what were you doing? Tell us, give us a What, what was your life like before? And you know, so bef- before uh,
1: before January two thousand fourteen, I was working for a large motorcycle company. Uh, I was earning anything between thirty five and forty five thousand pound a year. Uh, I was doing really well within the sales department. I had two cars. I had four motorbikes. uh, I had a nice house. I had a garage. I had a wife. I had a dog. You know, everything was kind of okay. It was, I was in a good place. I loved running marathons. Um, I loved outdoor activity. I loved nothing more than climbing a mountain. Um, I loved hiking. And now all of a sudden I can't ride a motorbike. Um, my job is gone because. No one wants to buy a motorbike from the dude in the wheelchair. It's just a fact. It's a very bad advert. But, you know, that's just the fact, you know. Um, yeah, things took a, a massive tumble
0: very, very quickly. Um, you mentioned mental health clearly. Talk about your family as well. I mean, how have, how's that, how have they supported you or, or otherwise during, during the process of the last few years?
1: I'm very lucky so I come from a very supportive family and even though we don't always get on we always we're always there for each other like doesn't matter what the situation is we're always there for each other so I was very lucky with that but I went from being this really independent guy to like needing someone with me all the time to because everywhere I went I got lost I couldn't drive I couldn't so yeah in the end you know it all got a bit too much for me and and actually I was on the way to a wedding and and I got dressed and I had no bladder control And I looked down and I'd wet myself. And at the time, I just put a face on it. But that was like, that was a decision-making point for me um, when I decided to take my own life. And um, fortunately, I was unsuccessful, but I'm also a survivor of suicide. And, you know, that, when you realize, when you lie in in a hospital bed and, you know, everything kind of comes out of you, 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 you kind of, you know, you feel like you've got nothing to lose, and 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 you do start to open up. And you know, suicide for me wasn't a cry, an, an outcry. It was a decision. It was a choice. Um, fortunately, I wasn't successful, and 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 probably that's one of the only things I've never been successful in. And and I'm very happy to say that. But it was at that that was the fundamental point when I changed my life and turned my life around. And that was only a couple of months after my. So at that point of of, of my suicide attempt. I had not I had no diagnosis. I had not I had no plans, you know no I couldn't plan the future i I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. I was completely isolated. I couldn't go and see my friends, I couldn't go and see my family. Um, I felt prisoner in my own home um, and it's quite ironic really that seven years later, um, people are now going, yeah, I think I understand what you went through, and I'm like. To a degree, you probably do, because let's be honest, in 2020, we were all imprisoned in our own home. We couldn't go and see our friends or family. We started to feel isolated. Um, That's a great point, not it? Yeah, and you, yeah, and you were paralysed by a pandemic, where I was paralysed by a virus, which, let's be honest, is not much different. So yeah it's amazing how many more people have come up to
0: me well, one thing <laughs> that, that strikes me with that clearly let, let's not belittle anything you've gone through there because that's a you know a, a rock bottom journey and you know yeah. for you to even say there's not many things in my life i've not been successful over but the one thing i wasn't successful over was when you tried to take your life you know that's that's a tough thing to say and yet you're saying that with a smile by the way this is audio but we can see each other as we're saying it, so i think didn't, didn't yeah. know that uh, that jamie is smiling as, uh, as we say this so you know, you, you don't go through that process. You don't get to the point you are now and able to make jokes about it, if you like, with the reference to the pandemic. If you haven't seen your life move forward in a in a very big way, so t- tell us a bit about what what has happened for you over the last few years. Well, well, because well, I know you I know you do some, some some pretty cool stuff. So yeah, what, 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 well, I, like, I like to do some pretty cool stuff.
1: Um So yeah, after the um, after the overdose, I got introduced to wheelchair basketball um and as i always say i never went to sport to be competitive i went to sport because i needed the therapy uh and and that's exactly what i had up until that point i'd always been the minority i was always the only disabled person in the room and then all of a sudden i was in a room where actually everybody was disabled and they didn't give a shit about oh they didn't care you made that bit out uh, they didn't care about my um my condition you know i was just disabled it, so were they everybody's disabled who cares you know you are what you are you you are let's Throw a ball, um, and and I just felt like completely comfortable, and I just thought, my God, like I I feel like I'm I'm in around people like me, you know, and it, and it's a weird cliche to say because everybody with a disability has a different disability, right? And everybody's disability, even if they're exactly the same, reacts differently emotionally, physically, mentally, everything. But that wasn't the case. It was because no one pitied me. No one went, oh, bless you. They were all just like. So what have you got? Oh, CRPS. Oh, wicked. You know what I mean? Do you want to shoot some hoops? Yeah, I do. Um, and that was the kind uh, of the conversation went. And then from basketball, it I found that. Feels,
0: be... That feels so natural and normal, doesn't it? I, and I guess yeah. you will have had people be showing pity and going, oh, you're, I feel so like I'm doing pretty much now, let's be honest. Um, but yeah. to have that normality of conversation must have been so refreshing, wasn't it? Uh, it's, you know, it,
1: it's, it's, it's about understanding. It's just literally about understanding. I mean, I've never been a father, right? Or a parent, but it's like it's like when when you go to mother mother toddler groups, you know, you're in a room full of people that understand that you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you would quite happily post the child back, or you know, you want to bang your head together, or you're trying to juggle bottles and and nappies, and and then and you've got a two year old running around tearing the house apart whilst you're trying to look after your newborn, and you know, I never understand those concepts, but. It's very, very similar. And and then all of a sudden you're in a room with other mums and go, Oh God, little Charlie, you know what, I went into his room today and he'd you know crayoned all over the walls. Oh God, you know, my husband went mental or my wife went ballistic. It's the same. It really is the same. And you go into a room and all of a sudden you're in amongst people that understand your situation. Purely simple. They they empathy with you, but they don't sympathize for you. So and it's a massive difference. There is a huge, huge difference. And when you get I that, that. From...
0: emphasise, not sympathise. That's a that's a great, yeah. great, great phrase there. You, you, forgive me, I, I interrupted a little bit because you were saying you went on to, from basketball, you went on to the next, and I, I didn't. Yeah, so I,
1: I, I still play basketball now, and I'm still very much involved. Although 2020 has kind of put a, put a brakes on that a little bit. But um, I went on to play rugby for Wales um, in the wheelchair Six Nations. From there, I then climbed my first mountain in a wheelchair, which was Penny Van. I I was the second person to climb it in a self-propelled wheelchair. Uh, And then from there, then life changed. And at this point, I just want to point out that I'd still not been diagnosed. Uh, But I decided that, you know what, if if life is going to deal me cards, I was going to play poker and I was going to do it my way. Um, And so I decided to not worry about what I couldn't do and not worry about what, I'd lost. I decided that you know what, actually, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to see what else I can do. So I set myself twelve extreme challenges, one every month for the whole of 2015, um, and I did some pretty cool extreme stuff. You um, give us a good example. So I, I decided to try out WCMX, which is wheelchair motocross. Uh, that was quite successful. Um, I then I threw myself out of an aeroplane uh, at 15,000 feet. I went. Um, I climbed another mountain in a, in a wheelchair. I'd done the what for challenge. I had cycled 100 miles in 13 hours. Uh, what else to do? Uh, I went to a Christmas market. Now, not people go, well, there's not much of a challenge about that. But let me tell you, you go into a crowd of 2,000 people as a wheelchair user, and it is like running the gauntlet uh, because people just don't see you. And that's the big problem. I'm six foot uh, stood up in a wheelchair. I'm about four foot one uh and it's you see light you see life from a 10 year old it really is and, and you'd spend your life ducking and diving and making sure that someone doesn't swing their cigarette into your face or sw- I, I had a mirror cracked over my head once you know you, these things you kind of see and, and you just kind of look at life from a very short perspective but certainly gets certainly my uh, external awareness is second to none now
0: well, you're doing some 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 cool stuff, definitely there. I mean, let, let's just bring BNI into this for a sec, because obviously you're not selling motorbikes anymore. I think we we're, we we know that. Uh, you're in BNI uh, in uh, Newport Celtic Chapter in Newport, aren't you? Um, what, 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 tell tell us how has played a part and, and your business now. Where 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 where's things at now?
1: The funny thing about BNI um, is, I was a massive um, advocate for not joining BNI, right? I was like, never joined BNI. I hate all that sort of BNI stuff, not interested. And, and a friend of mine who's been with me, I've known, I've known and I'm have known, i going to give him a, a shameless pun. His name's Steve Gregory. He runs a company called Mandatory Training Solutions and a very, very dear friend of mine. And I've known Steve for 15 years. So he's known me since I was able-bodied right the way through my journey. And he kept saying, oh, you want to come to BNI? You want to come to me? And I kept saying, no, 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 no. And then Never
0: 2020, that one that, that, yeah. no
1: one's ever said that. But. I know, right? And then 2020 happened, right? And and I had a very successful business before 2020. I was a motivational speaker. I was working the the, the uh, motivational circuit. Um, I was selling products within disability. I was an ambassador for several disability products. I helped redesign disability products. Um, I'd ambassadored for disability sport. a pioneered in disability adventure. Um, I became the first person ever to play squash as a disabled player um, and since then I've competed both for Wales and Europe um and here, here I've got this guy going you know come couldn't come be an I couldn't be an I and then all of a sudden my stock got stuck in China in January 2020 little did I know that that was the beginning of a pandemic um, and then in in March all my um, events, Closed. All my schools, all my colleges, all my learning organizations shut overnight, gone. Um, So here I was, like March the 22nd, and I have no business. And then they released the stock from China only for Britain to say, sorry, no ships are docking. So now all my stock is just stuck in the middle of the ocean. So there's not a lot I can do about that either. Now, I'm a massive believer in saying that is the way the cards are dealt. What do I do about it? So my partner Charlotte and I, we, we put our heads together and we said, right, what have we got? And I've always been a community-based individual. I set up Cena Bounds to interact with a community of people in similar circumstances to me. So we turned it on its head and we set up and opened up the UK's first online community centre with both a library, um, an events board and a business directory. And we went out, we went to all of our suppliers and said, look, this is the situation. Um, this is what we've done. Would you like to become customers? And they said, yes. Then we went out to all of our associates that we already knew and said the same. This is the situation. Would you like to become a customer? And they all said yes. Then I went to Steve Gregory and I said, that invite for B&I, is it still on the cards? And he said, Yes. So I went along, and as the the, the key message is here is you, when you ask someone, either says yes or no, right? I was just really lucky; they all said yes. So I went to BNI, um, still a little bit apprehensive, and now twelve months later, um, I'm, you know, I'm I'm very much involved. I'm very much within the chapter. Um, we've just taken on a board of directors, one of which I met through BNI. Um, I'm sitting on the, the the leadership forum. I am now at DC, uh, which I'll be working with a brand new chapter soon to help them develop and learn and gain the skills that I've gained. So there's been a lot of personal development for me as an individual. But at the fundamental side of everything that I've done, has been about community. And, and actually BNI has just extended that community. So it's, it sits right bang in the ethos of what I do for a business on a day to day basis. However, at the time, at the beginning, before 2020, B&I wasn't in that ethos. And that's why it wasn't the right fit for me. But then when it became the right fit for me, it was like a square peg going into a square hole. It just fitted perfectly.
0: There's no doubt. He- hearing a little bit about that, okay, I don't know all, all the details about everything everything in your business, but yeah, if, if community is is what you're trying to target and, and help, then definitely bni I supports communities and, and that's that's what we're proud to do so fantastic to hear here it's working for you and, and i'm pleased that you finally accepted that uh, that invitation to to back re re, re re yeah re-ignited that invitation to, to be there, i mean you know
1: you're right what you're saying there charlie and there, but there is a key message right that just because something isn't right for you now it doesn't mean it's not right for you tomorrow
0: yeah good uh,
1: and and that's the thing with B&I and with, you know, it, it's not just whether or not B&I is right for you. It is about, is this chapter right for you or is this chapter right for you? You know, is this group of people going to get what you do or is this people going to get what you do? And that is the trick with, with B&I is to understand the people in your, in the room, understand the people that you're going to be potentially working with and also working for. So, uh, uh, but that is a key note and, and so many people get that wrong. They go to one meeting and they go, yeah, it's not for me. I'm that person. That's exactly what I did. I went to a meeting, went, isn't for me. Little did I know I was at the wrong meeting um, and since then, here I am.
0: The rest is history. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, there's, there's two or three other things I wanted just uh, to ask you in the time that we've got. Um, I guess, what? well, one of them is, is what would you say is the key thing you've learned over the last seven years or so uh, since it all happened? What what What's the, the key message you take from it or the, the key thing you'd encourage other people to approach their lives with, whether they're in your situation or not? Um,
1: that relationships create resilience. Uh, and that's something that I very much project. You know, you'd never know who you're talking to. You never know who that person is. My very best friend I met in a burger, burger bar, burger bank queue. I didn't know that he would then later on, later this year, become the man who's going to be my best man at my wedding. I didn't know that at the time when I first met him. And that is my keynote. That's my key to success is, is I never let an opportunity go. If someone says, Jamie, you should do this, I will go, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. Um, I take every opportunity presented to me. And, and it's those um, friendships and relationships that have created the resilience and the resistance that I've had in order to achieve and establish where I am today. And it's actually those same relationships and and that level of resilience that's been created that makes me the success I am today. Um, And But above all is I'm humble because I know that I wouldn't be where I am today now, sat here talking to you, if it hadn't been for those people who gave me a chance, who worked with me, who assisted me and who helped me and supported me in my journey from day one to here um and then the, and the other thing that i'm always 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 um key to, to know is is to make sure that you show your appreciation and tell people thank you thank you for being the person and helping
0: well lovely messages there and, and, and i want to just pick that last point up there in terms of showing appreciation i don't know if people who are listening to this can can help maybe but you never know uh in in being i ask uh, people to uh, ask for uh, referrals. You know, you never know who might be able to. Who, who's a good referral for you right now, Jamie? Who who, who would uh, help move things forward for you? Uh, uh, in the next great, course, great course. referrals for me at
1: the moment are franchisors. Uh, so we're looking to expand. Uh, we've franchised our own business now, uh, and we're looking to you know launch out across the UK. And the best assistance for that is to go through franchisees into franchisors and for example um i'm at the moment currently looking to to get in touch with um the managing director of oscar pet foods uh but in order to get to him all i need is a franchisee that works for oscar pet foods by signing up one company i could potentially sign up 105 uh and that is so franchisors is a massive one for me because they need so much franchisees need so much help to bring their character into a brand that's been established and that's what we absolutely love doing
0: cool well we can never know someone listening might 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 be able to help with that right now uh there's maybe one or two franchises i've uh, franchisors i've got in mind so uh, let's uh let's uh chat afterwards but uh, uh jv thank you very much for doing this really appreciate it the the uh, overwhelming message i've got from this is just the positivity that comes out of you and the can-do attitude and the not taking no for an answer and just just going for it and i got I, I, I'm, I'm going to try and be empathetic not sympathetic take your take your take your, learn from from what, what i've I've heard from you but uh what, what a what a, a, an amazing story but uh one that we can all learn from so really appreciate you taking the time to to do this podcast with us
1: absolute pleasure charlie Anytime at all mate it's been it's been great to meet you and to be here and you know to anyone listening in uh the key message i always say is sometimes life sucks sometimes we fall over but at every opportunity you must always get back up
0: Great message, lovely, Jamie. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, we'll uh, I, I hope to meet you in person at some point uh, soon, when, when that's uh, when that's possible. But uh, yeah, in, in the meantime, really appreciate it, and uh, we'll uh, catch up with you very soon. take care, keep safe.